Welcome to the Seashore Church Message of the Week. This message is designed to bring more of heaven into your world today. For more resources like this, or to learn more about our church, visit seashorechurch.com. If you've got your Bibles, turn me to Romans chapter 8. Romans chapter 8. I listened to a podcast with Kanye this week. Pretty amazing podcast. And uh, I realized I hadn't listened to him in a long format like that. That's why I like podcasts, actually, because you get long form. You actually, people can talk without having to speak in sound bites. And uh, Kanye was talking about, you know, when he started the Sunday service thing, um, John Kanye is a is a performer. He's a he's a rapper who actually anybody else who okay got to speak to my age group here. So we're never talking about. But he started the Sunday service, and this is what he said in the podcast. He said, um, "God told me to." He spoke to me. He said he actually said, "Start a church." Have you heard the podcast? He said, "Start a church." He goes, "But I don't know anything about starting a church. I don't know how to preach. I don't really know the word that well. But I know music, so I just did that." I said, I can put some music together and put some people together, and we're going to have the best choir ever. And so he did that. He goes, but I wasn't saved. It was only four months later that I actually became a Christian because I didn't really know what that was. And somebody led him to Jesus, but he had this great calling on his life, right? And he's just, the guy's on fire for God, you know? And and uh, he said, anyway, this is why I'm talking about Kanye, mostly so I can let you turn to Romans chapter 8. Um, but he said, you know, I only want to hear expository preaching right now. And I'm like, what? He goes, yeah. He goes, a lot of pastors, they just read a verse and then close the Bible and they just talk for an hour. He goes, I don't want that. I need line by line. I need expository preaching. Teach me the word. I don't know the word. I know music, but I don't know the word. I only want expository preaching. So I'm going to preach a message that will make Kanye happy. That's what I'm hoping for. <laughs> Kanye, if you're listening to this podcast, and I know you are, the Seashore Church message of the week. I hope you enjoy this today. Romans chapter 8, and we're going to look in verse 5. Those who live according to the flesh have their minds set on what the flesh desires. But those who live according with the Spirit have their minds set on what the Spirit desires. The mind governed by the flesh is death, but the mind governed by the Spirit is life and peace. The mind governed by the flesh is hostile to God. It does not submit to God's law, nor can it do so. Those who are in the realm of the flesh cannot please God. You, however, are not in the realm of flesh, but are in the realm of the Spirit, if indeed the Spirit of God lives in you. And if anyone does not have the Spirit of God, they do not belong to Christ. But if Christ is in you, then even though your body is subject to death because of sin, the Spirit gives life because of righteousness. And if the Spirit of Him who raised Jesus from the dead is living in you, He who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies because of His Spirit who lives in you. Therefore, brothers and sisters, we have an obligation, but it's not to the flesh to live according to it. For if you live according to the flesh, you will die. But if by the Spirit you put to death the misdeeds of the body, you will live. For those of you who are led by the Spirit of God are the children of God. There's a lot there, I know. This is a subject that God, several weeks ago, 
on a long bike ride told me that I'm supposed to talk about. I was like, great. I don't know what to say about this. I think I do, but I'm not fully sure. So I need your help. So this is something that's been stirring in me for the past couple of weeks. But I want to talk to you about mental health. Mental health. Big topic these days. And what I want you to understand is that mental health is spiritual health. But it's spiritual health that's manifested in the brain, in the mind, more closely to say. In this era of COVID, there's a lot of things that have been developed during COVID, and there's a lot of things that have been exposed as a result of COVID, and there's a lot of things that have been infected because of this season, not because of the virus itself, but some things God is shaking that have been hidden but can no longer stay hidden. But at the same time, in this great transition time, there are other things that are seeking that shaking to infect people with something that God did not intend for us to have. And mental health has become a big buzzword, even in the kingdom of God right now. God's intention for us is to be mentally healthy, isn't it? That's his intention for us. But mental health and spiritual health are the same thing. Mental health is spiritual health manifested in the mind. And I actually want to go through this Romans verse because I think there's a lot here that we can unpack that will actually help us to get to where God wants us to be. During COVID, in the first couple of weeks of this, I was getting phone call after phone call from people who were riddled with fear, riddled with it. I mean combat, tested, and proven Marines, long-term, like been in the Marines 20, 30 years, have been through some of the most hardest situations ever, have come through that, have never really dealt with fear, but now are calling me saying, I am terrified that I'm going to get COVID, I'm going to get it to my kids, and we're all going to die. What's wrong with me? What's wrong with me? I've never been afraid like this. I know it's not rational, but I'm gripped by this thing. And so I've been trying to help some people through this process to help them realize that's a spirit. That's not a cowardice. That's not a lack of courage. That's not a weakness on your behalf. It's a spirit of fear that has tried to infect you. But yet God says, I have not given you the spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a a sound mind. There's an irrationality that comes in this season. I have seen very rational thinking and rationally acting people do some very irrational things. Things that you would think, that is not like that person at all. It's not been just since COVID, but I think it's an attack that the enemy has longed to send for a, a long time on God's people. If I can just get you to think differently to what God is thinking, if I can get you to feel differently to the way God is feeling, then I can point you in the wrong direction. Because my goal is to get you off the path that God has for you, and I will use whatever means available to me to do that. And the devil's greatest tool for us is the thing that he is the father of. They're called lies. The enemy is the father of lies, and he is constantly spreading lies. Did God really say you can't eat of any tree in the garden? 
If you are the son of God, throw yourself off of here and angels. He's constantly seeding lies, whispering lies. You remember the old cartoon thing where you got a devil on one shoulder and an angel on the other? Well, the enemy is constantly like that little devil trying just lying, 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 lying. You ever been barraged enough that at some point you're like, okay. And the moment you give in, the moment you believe a lie, even a part of the lie, the moment you even entertain that the lie might possibly be true, there creates what the, what the Bible describes as a foothold. It's like that enemy just got its claw into you. And if you don't deal with the lie right away, then the foothold becomes a stronghold. And the doorway just got opened wider and wider. And before you know it, lies are flooding in and you are making decisions and believing things that you would have never believed before. And you can't figure out how you got to this place. And you don't know how to get free of this. The problem with the believed lie is to you, it's not a lie. No one chooses to believe a lie. You believe it because you think it's truth. So the only way that we can realize the believed lies that are in our own hearts is to have truth reveal it to us. And truth isn't the guy with the microphone telling you truth. Truth is Jesus. He is the spirit of truth. And he will reveal areas in which you've believed the lies of the enemy. And he will remove those lies, which is what Sammy was doing just a minute ago. And he'll replace those areas where you've believed the lies and created a foothold that has perhaps become a stronghold with his truth and with his, his spirit. But I have seen people dominated by depression and anxiety. I've seen it try to creep into my own family, into my own life. I've never been a depressed person in my life, but I have certainly felt the enemy try to get that thing in there. Where Everything in life's going great. And then all of a sudden on the way to church, we have an argument. Do you believe that we actually have arguments on the way to church sometimes? And it's like as soon as we have a disagreement about something, the enemy just seeds that lie. Oh, she's just trying to do this. She's trying to do that. And the more I have the truth flowing in me, the more I can recognize that lie. But it's funny how as soon as the enemy seeks a moment of weakness, either because of my own busyness or tiredness. He wants to seed that lie. And I got to learn to cut that stuff off. Depression, anxiety. If I were to show up to the scene of a crime, if this was a crime scene and there's a dead body laying on the floor and I've got to figure out who done it. Back in the old days, you know what they used to do? They would dust for fingerprints. Dust, and then they try to match up that fingerprint, and they want to find out whose fingerprints are on that body, whose fingerprints are on that knife. And whoever's fingerprints are on it, that's who done it, right? Well, when I look at these things, depression, anxiety, fear, irrationality, if I were to dust for the fingerprints on that, whose fingerprints would pop up? Not Jesus. When you dust for fingerprints of those things, it's the enemy's fingerprints all over it. They originate from him. But somehow the lies can be believed so much that we think God's the one that's doing it. God's trying to teach me something. 
God's chosen not to heal me. All those things are, again, believe lies. So here's what I want to kind of help us with today. In an era where our mental health is constantly being attacked, how do we get there? How do we get to the place where I can't stop thinking about the things that I know I shouldn't think about? I can't stop the negativity. I I don't want to feel this way. I want to be free, but I can't stop my brain from doing this. I know sometimes I've laid in bed. I'm like, I just want to go to sleep, but I just can't switch it off. It's not necessarily negativity, but you know, back when I played basketball, I I drive her crazy. I could never sleep the night after a game because I'm rehearsing every play over and over and over again in my head. And she's like, why do you stop doing that? I said, trust me, if I could, I would. I can't stop. It's just like this movie reel going over and over and over and over and over and over again. And, uh, and I have a hard time doing it. Well, how do we end up in the place where that movie reel keeps playing of all the negativity, of all the anxiety, of all the, of all the horrible things that could happen? It's like these combat veteran guys I'm, t- I'm talking to. They're like, I just, I keep picturing my kids dying. What's wrong with me? How do you stop it? How does it get there? Well, I think we see a big key to this in this Romans 8 verse. Because I think not all of it, but a lot of it can be tied to what he describes as the mind governed by the flesh. It's the mind governed by the flesh. We end up often with mental challenges or illnesses. And and I know I'm not going to get into the realm of diagnose clinical clinical mental illness and whether we should medicate or whether we should not. That's not what I'm talking about. What I'm talking about is sometimes how we end up in this place. Because I know all the arguments. Well, you know, some mental illnesses are just chemical imbalances in the brain. Sure. But God can heal that too, right? Did God, when he knit you together in your mother's womb, intend for you to have a chemical imbalance that created depression and anxiety in your life? No. Even that is a work of the enemy. And God can heal you of the thought and he can heal of the chemical imbalance. But I don't want to get to the place where I say, I'll always just have to deal with this. That's a believed lie. You can be healed of the chemical stuff just as much as you can be healed of the wrong thinking that creates that as well. That's another day. I'll have to talk about that one later. The mind governed by the flesh. Let me, I need some volunteers. So somebody's about to get voluntold. Sean, thank you for responding to the Holy Spirit to sit up to the front. Come on, Nika. Let me get you, Sean. And, and Larry, I'll get you up here too. Is that okay? So let's see who's going to be who. Sean, I'm going to put you in the middle. Nika, let me get you over here. I don't know if this is going to show up on camera, Sam. Larry, let me put you over here. Okay. We are divided as people into three distinct parts, three distinct characteristics. Okay. We have a body, a soul, and a spirit. Or if you're going to talk about it in Greek, then the body would be soma. The mind would be psyche. And the spirit is pneuma. Those are the Greek words that describe those three things. So we're going to have soma. Say hello to soma. We're going to have psyche. 
and we're going to have pneuma. That's their names, okay? So we've got body, soul, spirit. Our body is our, our, our flesh, okay? It's our appetites. It's access through our five senses, touch, smell, taste, all those things, hearing. This is our soul, which incorporates our mind, our will, and our emotions. This is often accessed through imagination. All those kinds of things are God's given way into the soul. That's what the soul is. Um, so the mind, for the sake of what we're talking about with, with mental health, this is the mind. And this one is the spirit, the pneuma, the breath of God. This is the eternal part of us. It's our innermost being. It's deeper than the mind. It's deeper than the psyche. It is our innermost part. This is what God breathed into Adam when he pulled the dust up to his face, formed him in the shape of a man, and then put his pneuma into the man and created a spirit. Okay? So we consist of all three of these things. And it's going to be important because I'm going to show you how we end up with psyche here in the wrong place. How does psyche get sick? How does psyche get ill? And what can we actually do about that? I want you to understand, first of all, that pneuma, the spirit, okay? We read about it in Romans. Pneuma comes first. Pneuma was formed first. Pneuma pre-existed soma and pre-existed psyche. You follow me? In Jeremiah chapter 1, i got to find this scripture, verse 5, um, says, Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. How did God know us before we were formed? Psalm 139 says, Your eyes saw my unformed body. That's pneuma. That's who God created. And even in Ephesians chapter uh, 1 verse 4, it says, He chose us in Him before the creation of the world to be holy and blameless in His sight. He knew us. He chose us before the creation. We were spirit first. Okay? Then comes the psyche and then the soma. So what happens? Well, psyche here gets sick sometimes because psyche has not listened to Numa. When we get saved, when we give our heart to Jesus, this is what gets redeemed. It's our innermost being. You see, often we think change comes when this guy makes changes that then affect this guy, and eventually somehow it works its way in. But this is the outer. This is on the inside, but this is the innermost. And religion will say, if you stop smoking, stop drinking, stop cussing, then eventually maybe you'll think a little bit differently and then your spirit will be okay. And religion can't save you. But God says, I'm bypassing these and I'm redeeming, renewing, and restoring pneuma first. Then psyche, then eventually soma. That's the way it works. What happens is, psyche here, so these two guys want to go in different directions. Soma wants to go that way. I want you to grab him. You don't have to hold hands because I get it. You can hold him by the wrist if you want to. But Soma wants to go this way. But Numa wants to go that way. The problem is we think that Psyche is the one calling the shots. 
We think that psyche gets to make decisions. Psyche doesn't get to make decisions. Psyche can only follow. Psyche is never in the lead. We don't lead with our thinking. Our thinking follows either our flesh or our thinking follows our spirit. He has a choice. I've got to follow Soma or I've got to follow Numa. Am I confusing you with the Greek? Let me go back to the English. I'm either following my flesh or I'm going to follow my spirit. I don't get to make the shots. If you understand that, then you're going to get to the place where maybe you get how do you make sure that this guy actually stays healthy. So that scripture tells us that the mind governed by the flesh is death. So what happens is that if the mind is governed by, led by, following the flesh, he's going to go that way, but at the end of that path is death. Along that path is fear, anxiety, depression, all kinds of mental illness. The mind governed by the flesh is death, but the mind governed by the spirit is life and is peace. So the mind has to make a decision. Am I going to submit to the spirit or am I going to submit to the flesh? Now those decisions are made here, but a decision has to be made because you can't go in two directions at the same time. But psyche has to choose, do I let the spirit lead or do I let the flesh lead? The Bible says our flesh is at enmity with God. It, it makes an enemy of God. We read that earlier in that scripture where it said uh, um, the mind governed by the flesh is hostile to God. Imagine hostility to God. Like God's going this way. Life and peace is this way. And the flesh is going, no, no, no. We don't want to do what God tells us to do. He's our enemy. He's governed by lies and he wants to go in the opposite direction. And we're not meant to be multiple personalities, schizophrenic, not knowing which way we're going. But the psyche has to decide, am I going to follow the spirit or am I going to follow the flesh? And if I'm governed by the flesh, it's going to take me in the wrong direction. So if he goes this way and he decides this, the spirit's got to follow. Because you can't leave your spirit behind. So the spirit goes this direction. And as you begin to walk this direction the things that hit you along the way, because now Psyche's got some problems. His, as he follows the flesh, he starts to bring on some of the things that the flesh has, which is sickness, which is illness, which is fear, anxiety, depression. Psyche's got to remember that this guy has already been crucified the moment this guy got renewed. So you're following something that's already dead on a path to death. But along that road, when you begin to follow your flesh, what does it mean to follow your flesh? I got to do what makes me feel good. The flesh tells him, you're not doing well in your head. You need to get away for a couple of days. You need to get a vacation. You need to go buy stuff. Don't worry about debt. God will take care of that. Get in debt to make yourself feel better. You need to start self-medicating. You got to start using alcohol and drugs and some things that you would have never done in the past. They're okay now. They're on the table. It's COVID. Everything goes, right? That's the flesh telling psyche what to do. 
and it's a road that leads to death. But the problem is the more you follow your flesh, those things don't actually make you well. They make you sick. So you develop what I call a defeatist theology. You develop a theology of failure that says, I want to be healed, I want to be well, but since I haven't been yet, God either doesn't heal or God just chosen not to heal me. And it's the, the mind governed by the flesh, and it's bad theology. Along this road, as you start to follow your flesh, you're like, hey, flesh, this, this, isn't, this isn't going so great. The flesh goes, okay, just take this. Just self-medicate. I'm not anti-medication. If you need prescription meds for a time, I'm not anti that stuff. But it's not the only solution. It's not the only solution. Any more than my daughter has to take insulin right now. But I'm not just saying, well, we're just going to do that for the rest of our lives. I'm like, honey, no, we got to do this now. But we're believing for your healing. So I understand that medication is necessary at times. I'm not telling you not to take your meds. But I am telling you, don't rely on them alone. Because it's the flesh telling you, just do this alone and you'll be okay. But psyche knows, but I'm not okay. Something's got to change. The mind cannot lead and the mind cannot renew itself. Here's the problem. You guys can face this way again. Thank you guys. You're doing awesome, by the way. So you know that scripture in Romans 12 too? It says, do not conform to the world but be transformed through the renewing of your mind. Well, that's easy to say when you're not dealing with some mental challenges. Just renew your mind. Just renew your mind. In other words, just think differently. Here's the problem. Psyche's never in the lead. So psyche can't renew psyche. I can't just decide to think differently because I can't stop the thoughts from entering my brain. They just come in. So the mind doesn't renew the mind. Numa renews the mind. Do you understand what I'm saying? You can't get better in your head just by making a decision to do that. And it's easy for people who don't battle with depression and anxiety to go, just think differently and you'll be better. I can't help what I think because psyche's not in charge. But when you put Numa in charge, Numa goes, hey, I'm going to renew and transform you. If you would submit to my leadership, turn this way. He's not going to drag you kicking and screaming. But after a while, when that road leads to death, this one, the Bible says in here, leads to life and leads to peace. I'm leading you in that direction. So at first, the flesh is pulling you. I mean, he's, he's pulling them back. No, don't go that way. There's no fun that way. If you go this way, you're going to have to own up to your own issues. You don't get to blame anybody else anymore. You don't get to blame your DNA. You don't get to blame your circumstances. You're going to have to own your stuff. And that's scary. Because sometimes your stuff is so overwhelming and so much more powerful than you could possibly imagine that you don't see a way out. And the Spirit goes, you're right. But this path leads to life and peace. And if you will submit to the Spirit of God in you, 
He will lead you on a path to righteousness. But the hardest thing to do, the hardest thing to do is just to do this. That's the hardest part of this whole journey. But once you begin to start walking this way and be led by the Spirit, this is what Romans 8 says, those who are led by the Spirit are the sons of God or daughters of God. And as you begin to step, instead of, ooh, it's not feeling very good, he just goes, hey, you're a son. There is life. There is peace. The term peace of mind. It's his peace. Do you know that in John chapter 14, 27, Jesus said, my peace I give you, not as the world gives. In other words, this peace is not circumstantial. This way, he goes, you want peace? Come on, let's buy something else. You want peace? Leave your wife. She's the problem. You leave your wife and you're more miserable. Well, then go find somebody else. That's what it is. The next person is going to do it for you. And it's always this lie. That's, there's always something else. And this way just goes, no, you're a son. You don't have to do anything. You don't have to earn your sonship. You already are. And there's life and there's peace. And the peace of Christ, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your heart and will guard your mind in Christ Jesus. Philippians 4. It passes. In other words, the peace that your spirit can give you circumvents psyche. Psyche's trying to figure it out. And Numa's going, don't figure it out, just receive. Because Soma here has been telling you all this time, you're only going to have peace if all these things line up. You're only going to have peace if. I always think about this. I have this big sentence in my brain. And I say, if I had blank, I would have peace. I think that way. If I fill in that gap yourself, if I had blank, I would have peace. And the problem is, Soma's like, What's it going to be today that I've got to write in here? Because sometimes you achieve what you put in that blank, but you still don't have the peace. And Numa just erases the stuff and just says, I have peace. And it surpasses understanding. It doesn't make sense, but I have it. If I was in your situation, I'd be falling apart. Look at your life. Your business fell apart. Your kids are away from God. You're sick. You're fat. You're ugly. Whatever it is. And it's like, yeah, but I've still got peace. And Soma will still go, yeah, you're delusional. And he goes, no, you're a son. Just keep staying led by the Spirit. And you end up in a place of life and peace. John 1.14 said, In him was life. And that life was the light of man. That's the direction that you're going when you follow your spirit. Thanks, guys. You guys can take a seat. It's awesome. Give them a hand. They're awesome. I hope that makes sense to you. It makes sense in my psyche. If you follow your flesh, if your mind is governed by the flesh, you will continue down the path of fear and anxiety and worry. The only way to end that is not to try to fix your brain. It's to relinquish control 
and let your spirit lead. If you've given your heart to Jesus, your spirit has been redeemed. You have the spirit of God in you. So by following your spirit, you're following his spirit. If your spirit has had an encounter with Jesus and you've surrendered your heart to him. If it's not, then your spirit is kind of dead and lifeless. But the moment you give your heart to him, your spirit is renewed. The Bible says, though our flesh wastes away daily, our spirit is renewed daily. This Soma guy gets weaker over time. I can go to the gym, I can lift weights, I can run, cycle, swim, I can try to avoid it, but at some point, this thing's going to waste away. But my spirit gets renewed every day. The day I die at 135 years old, I'm going to be as fresh as a daisy in my spirit. Fresher than I am today. I'm going to be more in love with her than I was the day I said I do. Because my spirit gets renewed daily. Daily. But it doesn't get renewed daily because I think differently. It renews daily because there's a daily surrender. There's a daily choice that not my will, but yours be done. Not my will, but yours be done. So when I pray, it's not giving God a list of my stuff that I need. It's an exchange of my will for his. That's why prayer is so important. It's not so that you get the stuff you want or need. It's so that there's a constant exchange of wills. Not my will, but yours. Not my, it just makes sure that I'm pointed in the right direction. If you're living a life right now that's not experiencing life and peace in increasing measure, maybe the answer is because you're facing the wrong way. I threw out some stuff on Facebook the other day that probably had the desired effect. I knew it was going to ruffle some feathers. I had some interesting comments. Some people were like, oh, are you okay? I was like, it did exactly what I wanted. Because the only way to life and peace involves surrender. It doesn't sound fair when you've been beat up doesn't sound fair when you've been beat up in your body and beat up in your mind to then be told, I have to repent. I have to forgive. But I'm the one that was wronged. I'm the one who should be asked for forgiveness. But yet Numa goes, if you want to go this way, the only way to turn is to repent and to forgive, and to submit, and to surrender. Raise the white flag to your spirit. And I promise you, you will be on the way to life and peace. Yeah, but I'm on some meds right now. Take the meds, but you're not going to keep needing them. At some point in this walk of life and peace, there is healing. There is love. There is joy, there is peace, there is patience, there is kindness, there is gentleness, there is faithfulness, and there is self-control. Because those are the fruit of the Spirit. You follow this way, and you're going to be pursuing the fruit of things. You know what the fruit of things are? 
if I got the right car, if I got the right wife, if I got the right house, if I got the right job, if I got the right kids, if I got the right clothes. That's the fruit of things. But in Matthew 6.33, Jesus said, but seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things will be added unto you. He doesn't want us to bear the fruit of things. He wants us to bear the fruit of the Spirit. And I'm praying. I know we've got people in our church. I know you, there's many people here. I know people you're connected with that are just struggling right now mentally. It's not a struggle. It's a surrender. If you find yourself struggling in an area, I can't can't tell you enough. I've seen more people healed of mental illness through surrender and forgiveness than by any other means. I'd like to stand here and go, if you go to counseling for a year, if you do this medication, if you do this retreat, but I'll be honest with you, my personal experience is the most successful thing I've ever seen is the revival stuff that we've been in for a year. It's surrender, repent, forgive, repeat. Amen? I wish I could say the answer is just take this pill. But that's where healing comes from. And I'm not saying that if you follow the Spirit, everything else gets fixed. Like the marriage comes back together. The, the job works out. I actually don't know what's on that path. But I can tell you that even if it doesn't, you'll still have peace. You'll still have joy. And you'll still have life. And that's what I prefer. <laughs> I don't want to go the way of death. Amen? I know you don't either. Can I pray for you? Thank you for joining us today. For more resources like this or to find information about our weekly services, visit seashorechurch.com.